0: The Red Room Theater, episode 94, Pulp Fiction. Ladies and gentlemen, now the moment you've all been waiting for, it's a world-famous Jack Rabbit Slim's Twist Contest. Welcome to the Red Room Theater, where we watch movies, we love movies, we were raised by movies. We're your hosts, Ernesto And Antonio Marino. And every month we look at one of the movies that helped raise us up. to how that movie raises us right and raises us wrong. Today we're talking about the movie... Pulp Fiction, but more importantly, we talk about chapter one of Pulp Fiction, which is entitled Vincent Vega and Marcellus Wallace's Wife, and how this movie taught us how to let the BS flow like butter, (laughs) and what it means to maintain loyalty. But before we get into all that, there's a debate raging in our country that we need to to, to chime in on. There's a debate happening across this great state of ours, and uh, if we, we at the Red Room Theater have to put our two cents in um, so you know what we think. So here we go. There's a war occurring between two great franchises known as Popeyes and Chick-fil-A. In the city of Flint, every day I've driven by Chick-fil-A on Miller Road. This place has been packed out beyond belief. Um, I mean, talking like two lanes out of the stinking Popeyes going down the road, people waiting to eat this sandwich. Tonight... We have two of them, don't we, Tony? You, you brave the Popeyes? How was it? First of all, it's Sunday night, and the drive-through was to the street. Holy! So God. I had to sneak in and go inside because it wasn't as bad inside. But they are slaying okay, these chicken I'm, sandwiches. I'm looking at this sandwich right now, and it's beautiful. To it's beholden. a big fat piece of chicken, bro. It is. Okay, so we ordered this just normal. Now this, I, this sandwich ain't no punk, dude. I'm a Chick Fil A fan. And I'm excited to try. So here we go. Going to try the chick No, right, I, I got spicy. I got normal. This one's normal. got regular. And me. I got two uh, tops. Or is, it, is that what the hell they come? You got two tops? I got. Don't I get two tops? No, it's. it looks like two tops. Well, who cares about the bread? <laughs> oh, this ain't called the, sa- the the bread sandwich. Okay, so here we go. All right, let's do this. Oh my gosh, you guys, dude, it's incredible. Is that from that Hawaiian burger joint? <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> I can't get stuff like this because my girlfriend's a vegetarian. Basically makes me a vegetarian. I'm gonna, I'm going to drink some of my Big Red to wash this down. Oh, my goodness. Hold on. Oh, this is unbelievable. Okay. Here's what I'm going to tell you right now. Wherever you are, you go ahead. You're driving. Google a Popeye's. You get there, and you wait in this line, and you have the sandwich. This sandwich is unbelievable. Okay, one bite. Everybody knows the rules. You know where that's from? <laughs> no. You never watch the pizza reviews? Oh, okay. This is this is insane. This sandwich is. I see why people are getting stabbed over this sandwich <laughs> in line. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you over a spicy chicken dude, sandwich, dude. This I can't believe how good this is. This is a big fat old piece of chicken. Dude, it's huge. Like it's like open-mouth wide. Get it in there. <sighs> That's what she said. <laughs> Wow. I'm <laughs> I'm blown away, dude. I'm hey, blown away. We're gonna pause this, we're gonna eat our sandwich, and we'll come back in a minute. <laughs> okay, uh we've eaten a meal. Now I thought for sure, now listen, I am I'm a big guy. I I dare say I'm a fat guy. <laughs> <Listen>. <laughs> what am I gonna do but eat some more? <laughs> you know what I'm now listen, I thought <laughs> Listen, I thought for sure. No, I go, to, I, I go to McDonald's nowadays, and I'm such a freaking pig. That's I order a combo and something else. I, oh, it's called gluttony, bro. <laughs> Every time I get a ten piece meal with a large fry, you know I gotta get a McDouble just ketchup, <laughs> or I get a McRib and a six piece nugget. <laughs> so I thought for sure I would eat this sandwich and be mad that I didn't get something else. Listen. I just ate their chicken sandwich and a small stinking fry, and I am satisfied. That sandwich had some heft. If I smoked cigarettes (laughs) right now, I'd be blowing some rings, dude. (laughs) That was a great sandwich, and I might go again before the week is over to get another one. I thought you were going to say, I'm going to go after the party. Damn, man! No, no, I couldn't. It, it, it's too big. It's a big it sandwich. It really is, dude. I'm ready to kick my feet up. and <laughs> put my hand in the front of my pants. El <laughs> Bundy Hell yeah. So that was that's just for you guys. Popeye's wait, oh, dude. Uh, I can't believe how good that sandwich was. My mind's blown. Popeye's, our hats off to you. I'm gonna tweet you out later on. Tell you that we we you you, you got two new fans. You got two new fans from theater. That chicken sandwich was like a spank on the booty. It was amazing. Wait. Philip Simpson Hoffman? Yeah, not him likes that. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they don't like that. <laughs> what a dog, dude. He told them <laughs> He told him it'd be awesome. He, he sold it, dude. Oh, he told him to do it. And he listened, <laughs> which is why you never listen to your friends. No. <laughs> oh, oh, I've got stories. Oh, so. no, okay, we're not doing that. So, oh shoot. Okay, it's <laughs> okay. a rain Surpriser, bro. <laughs> so, um, we are. We did a vote from Tarantino in honor of his incredible summer. The guy put oh, out. Oh man. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the movie, we were fans, and we loved the film. We wa- I've, watched, I've watched it three times in the theater. I watched it three times it with you, with a buddy of mine, and with my wife. Loved it. If you it. didn't see it, see it. If you didn't like it, F you. Your mom's a hoe. It's <laughs> <laughs> a teacher from YouTube, right? Yes. Whoever threw Whoever that piece of paper, your mom's a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching, I'm like, can you say that? <laughs> Which is why I'm not a teacher. Um, you ain't lying. Um, Which is so why I didn't go to this Bible Cows with you. a joke. I I tried to, did I ask you to go with you? Yeah, me? you did. You're like, I'll write your intro paper. I'm like, well, they're going to see a difference between the paper, you turn <laughs> in for me, and everything that follows it up, dude. I'll be turning sure it with spiral notebook paper with the phrase on it still. <laughs> but, uh, so we put out the vote between Pulp Fiction and Kill Bill. Now, my wife said... She prefers Kill Bill, but she wanted to hear because us talk about Pulp Fiction. She's like, I know Pulp Fiction influenced you guys so much as people. Inf- influenced us story. That so was much. the, f- like, true romance was our first taste, but Pulp was our first full-on Quentin. And I remember even the, tra- the trailer was a masterpiece. You showed me the trailer like three times because of Jungle Boogie. Like, that trailer was just incredible. With the, the, the narrator, it's going up. Mm-hmm. You got to know the fact before you know the fiction. And it just went. It was incredible. And the um, Dick Dale, dude, the the guitar, man. And so even from the trailer, I knew that was. Listen. Poor Shawshank. 1994 was a year of incredible movies. And this Shawshank came out between Forrest Gump and Pulp Fiction. I mean, mean, there is no worse week to come out. There's no that's word- like that's like the third Manning brother. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how successful you are in life. Who are you? I'm a lawyer and a doctor. It don't matter, yo. <laughs> you ain't got a ring. <laughs> <laughs> um, the kid at the, at the dinner table. All the kids are. The dad's laying around. Two arms. Or or Archie. Archie forgets he has a third son. <laughs> he's got his arms and he's like, Dad. What about me? He's like, I only got two arms, son. <laughs> <laughs> I've only got two arms and three rings between the two of them. Dude. Oh. if you had a Super Bowl ring, we could talk. <coughs> okay, so, <coughs> comes, out, comes out. it comes out September 23rd, 1984, and on wide release. 92% Rotten Tomatoes, okay? Directed by a it's guy. That's pretty named, good, man. Real good. Directed by a guy named Quentin Tarantino. Now, this guy, Ooh. Listen. Doesn't do, doesn't do a movie every year. He does a movie, like, every two to five years. Not all the time. And when he makes a movie, people... He's like what M. Night wanted to do. Yes. But didn't succeed. When Quentin does a movie, people want to be a part of it. He, his cast... Oh, people are volunteering to do something in his movies. Guys like him and Scorsese, people want to be a part of their works. And Tarantino... Dude, look at, look at Buscemi. Smallest role ever, and it was awesome. Well, and it could have been just anybody. But he wanted to be in the movie. hmm Tarantino is a true film school dropout. This guy worked at a blockbuster video and he wrote Reservoir Dogs in the blockbuster. So, Daddy, know you get it. He's coming. <laughs> film school. <laughs> but, um, I, if I did my top three directors, Quentin might be fighting for the top, one of the top oh, spots. for sure, dude. It'd probably be, it probably, Quentin would probably be in the top three. You know what's crazy? You know who else is in my top three? Who? Wes Anderson. You do love West, dude. Yep. I'd have the Cohen brothers yep. in mine. I love the Cohen Brothers. Uh, oh my gosh, dude. Uh, <laughs> That's just... uh, spicy chicken. <laughs> oh my gosh. In <sighs> <So>, so... <laughs> <laughs> case you know who Tarantino is? He did Reservoir Dogs and Glorious Bastards, Kill Bill, Jackie Brown, Django and Chain. He wrote your romance. Mance. Wrote. True Romance, which is a hidden gem, people didn't by Did him. he sell it? He Why didn't wrote he it? He sold the screenplay. Man, he might have sold that before Reservoir Dogs hit. I was insane, saying is that that's a that's got Quentin. All that's over Tony it. Scott directed it. Who's that? Really Scott's son, <clears throat> brother, brother. Okay, I think he's the one that jumped off the bridge and killed himself. Dang, I so think San Francisco Bridge. He jumped off the Golden Gate. Golden Gate Bridge. The Golden Gate suicide, stinking suicide bridge, dude. Yeah, because if you don't die, the sharks be getting you. Don't say that. Wee. Now, the plot is, you can't really pigeonhole the plot of this film. Like, if there's any, it's really about the LA underground. It's about Marcellus Wallace, the gangster, and people, it's, it's about a, a boxer, two hitmen, a wife, <laughs> and a gangster, and just how yeah. their lives intersect randomly. And this movie changed filmmaking. It's, how many movies came out that wanted to be Pulp Fiction? Bro, what was that one? Two Days in the Valley? That, well, that one, but like later on, that Smoke and Aces wanted Sp- to be a Quentin movie. And it was sweet. I liked it. Dude, even um, Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead. Yes, it hit. I liked it. It stunk of Quentin with... with I mean, it was good. But it, it, the, the, the dialogue, the structure, it wanted to be a Tarantino film. This movie comes along and changes. Oh, yeah. It influenced so many young filmmakers, it's unbelievable. Now... Does it hold up? The movie's only... I mean, 94, the movie is... 25 this year. 25 years old. Does it hold up? I gotta say heck to the yes. What, Dude. This movie... I just watched it again, and it's... There's no... How long is it? 220? Dude, you couldn't cut anything out. No, it is... I watched this movie... It's like a Popeye's chicken sandwich, dude. (laughs) It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I took three pages of notes when write, trying to figure out how to write this do this podcast. That's why we had to do three chapters. It was too much. Yeah. Or this movie me. hit us at the perfect age. We were, yeah. we were just coming into high school. I remember we watched at the Dollar Theater, didn't we watch it at the Dollar Theater? You watched it at Dollar Theater. I didn't I didn't see it till uh, oh, I didn't no. watch it. you made me watch it when it came out on video. Okay. But, I saw um, the Dollar Theater when it came out. I when this came out, I found Quentin Tarantino and Nirvana in the same year. So this is huge for me. Wow. Yeah, I got the Nevermind album that year. I think I saw this before Reservoir Our Dogs, even. Yeah, oh yeah. And this movie made us go find its other work and we found Res of Our Dogs. Now, let's go through this on cast. First of all, Tarantino, not all directors do this. Like, guys like Steven Spielberg are not director or, are not actors, directors. Like, some directors can pull out incredible performances from their actors. Scorsese can pull out a heck of a performance out of somebody. Mm -hmm. And Tarantino can pull out stinking performances of a lifetime from his actors. He'll pull in people that almost have been put on the shelf. You know what he does? Revives careers. Yes, he does. He he, he is. He is. He is the girl in Once Upon Time in Hollywood who invites the neighbor over and gets their career back started again. That's who she, he is. He gets people he loved watching, and he just gives them a – Dude, Travolta was done. Well, Kurt Russell wasn't, wasn't really doing much either. He brought him back. And Kurt Russell's the man now, dude. He brought him back, and his career's been great since Tar- Tarantino gave him that bump. Tarantino can give bumps to people. Dude, Tarantino was on Stern, and he said he, he met with Kurt – and Goldie, and was hanging out with them when they were getting ready to do that. Oh man, dude! Yeah, what was the last thing you seen Travolta in when this came he out, was, dude? He was he had he was Cuba Gooding, dude. He was gone. Yeah, dude. He was uh, doing radio. <laughs> he was doing uh, snow dogs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> eating wild hogs, <laughs> which I liked. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the, well, the hogs is after Paul. It though. is. It is. Um, but so Samuel Jackson to this day. It's probably the performance of his career. Oh, for sure! But you know he's got many more though. He Imagine he has a great career, great career, great movies. But this still is still the gem on the top of that whole career. Uh, he is captivating. Oh as, my gosh! As uh, what's his name? When Jules. He's, Jules. Yeah, when he's on screen. Du <laughs> hast. <laughs> First of all, that fro is beautiful. Dude, it, when he's got brain in it, it's just, that's disgusting. <laughs> that's in the third installment of this. Chapter two. <laughs> You're right. We're doing Bonnie last. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I love when he's picking it out, dude. He's just he's yeah, he's dope. Travolta plays Vincent Vega, and we're to get to him in a little bit. Hold on, him. Uma Thurman plays Mia Wallace. Now, Uma Thurman, I I like Uma. She's been in some good movies. Kill Bill is her. Masterpiece. She is, oh my god, so gosh. vulnerable and strong. As an actress, she wrecks the house. She also was good in uh, *Mad Dog and Glory*. That movie
1: is—I
0: gotta, gotta see it again. Been it's too long. In how amazing was uh, the *Redhead Dude*? David Caruso. He was incredible in that movie. Incredible. Remember. The Truth About Cats and Dogs. Yes, I do. With Janine Garofalo. Yep. Which, uh, um, it's she's a classic. Like, she's had an attitude forever, dude. But it's a classic, like, I'm not pretty, so I like, put my words in the pretty girl's mouth. It's a yeah, classic It was thing. like Roxanne. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 which <laughs> is from um, Rosencrantz and Jibajew. I don't, I don't what? know. What? It's, it's Rosencrantz and something. It's an old, old story from, like, Rosencrantz? Yeah, something in Rosencrantz. Rosencrantz and so it's it's um, <laughs> Marathon Bar. Dang it, it's uh, a... <laughs> Mary Joll and J- Mary, uh, Mujibar. Yes. Sarah Joll and Mujibar. Sarah Joll and Mujibar. Um But. Uh, Super clean. <laughs> but uh, so Uma's in it. You got Ving Rames Ving Rims as uh, Marcellus Wallace. He's awesome. You don't see him for a while. All you see is the back of his head with that band aid for, for, for I know. no this will be keeping his soul in or something? We'll get to that okay. in chapter three. Um, he, I like, I don't know much of his career but I love him in Mission Impossible movies. He plays I Luther. I love him in We now Not See Chuck and Larry, dude. He's in that? He's the real quiet fireman that's a transfer that I've never everybody's seen the movie. scared of. I've never seen the movie. And he ends up being gay, dude. <laughs> no. He's like dancing in the shower naked, dude. <laughs> that movie's funny, bro. Listen, It's I... a soul call. <laughs> I- Gave up an Adam Sandler for a long time, and I'm just going back, giving this stuff a chance. And there's dude, some funny stuff. in Uncut there. Gems is supposed to be one of the best movies of the year. It looks like a hard watch, though. It looks amazing. He's dude. gonna burn his life down. Actors, you see him. He's gonna. Destroy. Oh yeah, yeah. The the, the the role, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's just like a self-destructive, horrible person. Um, Buscemi plays Buddy Holly. Does a great job. Holly, Buddy Holly, Buddy Holly. <clears throat> he's a good Buddy Holly, by the way. He's awesome. He looks just like him. Who's the guy who was singing? I don't know. It was playing Ricky Nelson, but it was. It sounded great. He was awesome. Hey, who was the guy who was announcing when they walk in this, the the restaurant? He's the guy. That's, is he supposed to be Nixon? Not Nixon. It's it's a famous TV uh, a TV show guy. Or oh, is it? Um, so the guy who had the Beatles on was it? I don't think he's that guy's younger. I don't know who he's supposed to be. I don't know that. Anyway, so let's go ahead and go it's in. Because we're not 96. That's true. We want to do a greatness test right now. Once in a while, we just ask the question is this actor great? And the question we're asking is John Travolta. Okay, now, <laughs> the greatness test here's the rules so the greatness test. It's been a while. If an actor has been in th- actor actress have been in three films that will stand the test of time, movies that our kids' kids will watch, children's movies that keep children. Your children's children's children. That's a good one. You listen, that's our no prize. Tell us what that movie's from. You get the no prize for this week. Your children's children's children. It's a good call, Tony. I love that movie. It's a good movie. A movie. I love that role. Holy crap. Okay. So, is Travolta great? Now, Pulp Fiction is definitely one for him. He's been in, this is one movie he's in. That's a great film. You know, when my kids are 18, we'll watch this movie together. Heck to the yes. You got another one, dude. Well, I do. I don't know if you're going to agree with me, but it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And you were born in Texas, so it should be one of yours. Urban Cowboy is amazing. Have you watched <sighs> that movie? I've seen pieces with you watching it, but I've not watched it. It's before. amazing, dude. No way. What? With um Deborah Winger, right? Yes. Sissy and Bud, bro. Yeah. You're least, telling me that movie's last a test of time. Dude, that movie's ugh, like <laughs> 25, 30 years old. It's amazing still. I just watched it on Amazon Prime. No way. Yes, it's awesome, dude. I love that movie. So if you didn't a girl, you'd show her that movie to say, yeah, watch this movie. It's so awesome. You'd show it to her. Yeah, and if she said something about it, I'd be like, get the steppin', <laughs> B. Okay. I need a sissy. I'm a bud. You know what I'm saying? I love that movie. Uh, Urban Cowboy is an unappreciated gem, I would say, in his career. But I'm going to say... I think one is gonna be Greece. I think Greece is a role that is so famous that, that, that those songs are. I mean, they had remember when we were in high school, the songs came back and everyone yeah, was they singing. Did. It was crazy. And every high school in America at some point does the Greece musical. Every high school in the country yes, sir. does a Greece musical. I think Greece is so big in Travolta, that high soprano he hits, it's so what do you do? Those um Nah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gets so high, dude. Okay, fine. I, if you if you don't want to give me Urban Cowboy, then uh you got to give him Get Shorty. Heck, yes. He is he's so got a cool. Lot of good he's so cool. Get Shorty? It's I can't believe that's him. He's so cool. Because be cool is the worst thing I've ever seen. But he is so smooth. Yeah, he's he so confident. He that's when you watch. You like this is a good actor. This is a good ass. Yes, he is and the cast. I mean, Hackman is great in it. DeVito's hilarious. He's um, so Rene funny. Russo and um even um the big uh, the uh Gene Hackman not Gene the 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 stunt the, the, Douglas, the, the stunt guy, the stunt guy, that oh, big dude uh, Tony Soprano. James Caillofieni's great. Lofini's in it. awesome. Got the little daughter he loves. Oh, I know. Get she's shorty, such a sweetheart. *Grease*, *Pulp Fiction*. That's three. *White great Man's Burden*, sweet too. That's three great film right there. Yeah, he's, he's, he made it. Travolta, you have three great films. So according to the rules of our greatness test, you are a great actor, even though you were one of the worst movies of all time. Battlefield Earth. Battle, yeah, Battlefield there's, there's... Earth. It's terrible. But even with that, you got enough good to carry across the finish line. Travolta, welcome to the party. You're great. And Woo! you know what? And I'll tell you, I'll, I'll even give you this one, dude. The Punisher was so weak. He was a good bad guy. He was good, but I think I think the, the three we just mentioned are different calibers and punishment. Oh, for sure. But um, my honorable mention then, for the record, is going to be Urban Cowboy. My honorable mention is going to be Face Off. <laughs> what about Look Who's <laughs> Talking? fool? Look that movie's amazing. Did Dude. you like any of the disco ones? Saturday Night Fever or Saturday Night? I'll make this easy on you. Yes. My hair. My hair. Those <laughs> movies are awesome, dude. Okay. So let's go into Pulp Fiction. What was the show he was on? He was on Taxi. No, before Taxi. Before. No, no. Sorry no, no, Taxi's the wrong show. Cotter. Cotter. Welcome back, Cotter. Welcome back, Cotter. He was awesome. Okay. Let's get into okay. this. Pulp Fiction. First of all, there's a joke <sighs> we've been doing on this show f- for years. It's the Samoan joke. Oh. The Samo joke. What's he going to do but eat Samo? Tony did that joke at the beginning of this podcast. And it's what it comes from. Talking about Tony Rocky Horror. This is because I'm, I'm that guy that sings the wrong lyrics to songs. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a line. We're talking about Tony Rocky Horror. And, uh, Tony Rocky Horror is a guy. They both know. Got thrown off out of Off his balcony. Four uh, stories up. Marcel's walls threw him off his balcony. He had a garden. In Closing Glass. You know, yeah, in Closing Glass. Fell through, fell through that. Fell through that. <laughs> he says that he developed a little bit of speech better than He goes, my soul's walls throw me from a building. You better kill my... <laughs> now, Tovoto goes, oh, fat guy, right? And Samuel Jackson goes, the brother Samoan. I wouldn't, see, he goes, what's he going to do? He's a Samoan. I wouldn't call him fat. Like, that's what he says. Tony thought for so long, he said, until this year. He did what you going to do but eat some mo. <laughs> <laughs> he says he's, he says Samoan. he's Samoan,
1: What's he But gonna I thought do? he said "What's
0: he going to do but eat some mo. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I I dig it, man. I relate, dude. Uh, what you going to do but eat some mo. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny, Tony. Um <laughs> but uh, that's that's been a joke for a long time now. Couple, I want to. We're gonna go through the. No, this is the way it happens. Every chapter in the movie has like a prologue, and so for this chapter, for Vincent Vega and, and Marcellus Wallace's wife, the prologue of the chapter is them driving to the hit and talking about go, her. Going up, yeah, that's that's the and then, and then that's the prologue. Yeah, and then, and there's that whole that whole dialogue about why Tony Rocky Horror got thrown yes, off. Yes, there's the, a drive. I talk about like seeking, he, him being in Amsterdam for a while and traveling Europe. They talk about the foot best, massages. The and, best part is Travolta. Okay, so the story is apparently Tony Rocky Horror gave Uma, which is Marcellus Wallace's wife, a foot massage, and that's why he threw him off. Right. And it was compared to sexual acts. But he was like, no, it was just a foot massage. And so Samuel's arguing with Javolta, saying, I give my mother a foot massage. And he's like, you know, that's there's no, that's nothing. You're going to throw somebody off a balcony for a foot massage. And uh, he said, "He said, you ever given a foot massage? And he goes, man, don't be talking to me about foot massage. I got my technique down. I wouldn't be tickling or nothing. <laughs> so already... He's establishing without realizing. He's establishing. He's putting his hands on somebody's wife. The funniest part is, Travolta sells me on it. He sold me. He goes, sells listen, me on to it to this day. I massages and what does he say? He goes. He goes. That's what's so cool about it. Yeah. Goes, what's so cool about it. yeah. You know what something. She, she was something. We don't but talk you act about like it. it. Guess, yeah, yeah. You don't talk about it. And I'm, I'm like, that's all true. I, I was with them hundred percent. I'm like, yeah, and the point is, he laid his hands in a familiar way on Marcella Wallace's wife. <laughs> he goes, it's the same ballpark. He goes, same ballpark. Man, it ain't even the same sport. <laughs> but then Samuel is like, okay, you he gives it, I, I see your point. When Gervonta <laughs> brings that to Uma's attention, First of all, I can't believe he does that. First of all, because he's hero heroin, he's high, dude. <laughs> dude. Listen, I've learned though. <laughs> here's a deal that I've learned about. When I used to be, when I used to date, when I was back a single guy, I go with girls. I learned. Don't just talk about the same obs. Bring up real stuff. Talk yes. about because real stuff it goes. Yes, it does. And if you're real stuff, it creates. It's either gonna sink or swim. Yeah. You're either wreck the stick and date or have a great one. So I, I I I love that he goes for it. He's just like he's like, <laughs> I, dude. He asked her basically to cheat on her husband. He says. He says. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I thought of something. <laughs> but she seemed like a real nice lady. And I don't want to offend you. She's like, "Hold the phone. <laughs> Hold the phone. This is not your typical BS. This is the real thing." Now I see what you mean by the BS thing. We're okay. Sh- I'm we're, we're with you. We're like going to get Okay. So, Steakin, <laughs> she was like, "Rewind." <coughs> He's like, "Do you know Tony Rocky Hart?" She's, like, she's like, "Yeah." Okay, okay, we're skipping forward. Now we're okay and uh now we're at the date date. (laughs) we we, we go back back. so um no but you're right so he asked her about it he's like she's like yeah uh he had to deal with my husband or he he fell off the whole reason that travolta's talking to samuel about any of this is because marcellus Walls asked him as a favor to take his wife out show her a good time so here's the deal okay? if i work for somebody I'd say hell hard no. No way. If she's if a even remotely attractive Even if she's not I know I'm funnier <laughs> than you. And yeah, that's not happening. Listen, I've been the wingman and I've beaten the, the guy I was with the wingman for. And I'm every like, time. And I have to I have to try to like take myself and like like so and shift myself yes, down as a person yes. to not be cool. It is harder to not be cool. To make yourself not for me and you, anyways, talk so much trash, it's harder for me to act like I'm not the man than to make this girl laugh all night and look well, at my is, buddy. Like you and I have sharpened that conversational knife, we've sharpened it to a a, a a fine blade, dude. Not everyone has done that, so there's no way. And dude, Samuel Jackson later, he's like, he's like, you see Mia? He's like, no. And them and Sam are laughing. Cause they both know she's pretty. Yes. What are you gonna, dude? That was really funny, dude, there's no way. I got to piss. <laughs> if, if my boss, who's a gangster, asked me to get his wife out on the town while I'm out of town, first of all, you already know he done threw this guy off a of four-story <laughs> balcony, <back laughs> dude. Like, uh, I mean, it's just—it's a, a, a no situation. Why did he spend three years in Amsterdam? To do drugs and get high. To walk around, get drunk, and get high for three years. Fair enough. <laughs> but, um... <sniffs> I love this. First of all, they're they opened up with them driving. Now, we're not we're skipping the cafe. That's part, the part of chapter four. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I them, them, <coughs> them driving, just talking together. That is awesome. Cause you're just it's so natural. It, 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 it feels like two guys talking. Like, it feels like me and Henry rolling down the street or you exactly. and Wes. Exactly. It's it's so natural. The conversation so real. They're both so cool. Like, they're both on the level of coolness. He's telling Samuel about Amsterdam, talking about the weed, talking about the cops can't search you, just telling stories. Samuel's getting into it. Travolta's kind of feeding his ego a little bit. Like, you dig it the most, shoot. Sure. The, whole, the, the whole fast food conversation is, to, it's quote of this day, Royale with cheese. We quote that yes. to this day. Um, but it's just, I love when Travolta plays, the he, he goes the High Road, and Samuel gets in his face about it when he's like, She's in a pilot. What's a pilot? Um, for a TV show, he this goes. He is goes so funny. I don't own a TV, and he looks at him and turns around. Stops. Turns around. He goes. Well, you realize there's an adventure called a TV, and on this thing, they show shows, right? <laughs> he. That was funny, dude. Because he's the one that threw out the fact that was she was in a pilot. <laughs> like stinking people high road sometimes. Right. dude. damn. And I was like. Dude, I love that he calls him on it. I love that he calls him on the high road thing. Yeah, don't do that with me, dude. dude I'll dude, call you, dude. It, I don't, but I want to call people so bad. Oh, we don't watch TV in my house. I don't listen to secular music. <laughs> that's why I ain't got no sense of humor. Full, uh, but uh, we we don't send our kids to public school. Like, I mean, just oh I'm just it's well, that's why they're so effed up. <laughs> Just kidding, my knees and nephew don't go to public school. <laughs> but they got me in their life, so they get it all. Dude. Right. Um <coughs> no, but I was talking to Bill Stanley about that this morning. He's he said he wants to start a, a Christian radio station metal like yep. he, heavy music thing because he's started to listen to all this Lamesville, dude. High road. We don't listen to second music. <laughs> well then don't mind my ICP. Dude, I have, dude, people high road about all kinds of stuff. Especially to you. For, dude, gotta I got to kiss get that Christian booty, stuff dude. like you know, we don't have drums in our church, and I'm like, oh, that's funny because my brother's the baddest drummer you ever seen. Um, it's funny the Hebrews love their drums that's, that's, that's a funny thing, but <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> but another thing I loved so so the conversation between them again the the, the foot massage conversation was incredible it it amazing. Sold it, me. It literally, I believe it to this day, yeah. the uh, foot rubs. Like if a girl wanted to give me a foot rub randomly uh, at someone's house, there ain't no way I'm going to do it. Yeah, I know. Like if I'm chilling out and I'm at somewhere and they're like, if I was out in Dakota and some lady's like, hey, you, you tell me want you a foot rub? I'd be like, no, because I'm a sick and married man and that means something. I'd be something. like, does a pope wear a funny hat? <laughs> well, you're a single dude. You do what you want, dude. What if somebody's wife asking me that? Oh, no, you can't. No, 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 no. <laughs> If some lady was like, oh, my feet, would you want to give me a massage? I wouldn't offer a massage to a girl either. It means something. It means... It, it, that's why it's so cool. That's, it's stinking cool. Um, <laughs> I love the realness and conversation in this movie. And we'll get to that a lot more later. So another thing, so they go, walk into the stinking thing, and we'll get more in the room later. And then it goes to the date. It goes to him, going to buy heroin before really the date. Quick though, one thing I loved about their conversation... Samuel says, man, we should have effing shotguns for this. So then Travolta says, how many are up there? He goes, I don't know, three or four? And he goes, is that including the guy that we're supposed to see? He goes, I don't know. He's like, so you're saying there could be up to five guys up here? And Samuel's like, yeah. And Travolta then says, we should have effing shotguns for this. Just the way they are, they're the same person. And they're on the same page. Because when you're you're boys with someone that long, that happens. Like, people say about this podcast, I like it a lot because it's you and I together. Because you and I, We've been together so long talking trash. We're so good at it together that you feel just our been relationship. Doing it so long. You just feel natural. the love yeah, between yeah, yeah, yeah. us. And um, when you're with someone, listen, there are like you and Henry, me and Wes, there's things he says that I've adopted, I adopt, I take from him, things I said he's taking from me. Mm-hmm. People said I listen to you guys talk and I hear some of the same cadence. It happens that just wavelength being the same wavelength. Really quick, all this burping. <laughs> It's making me realize how good that sandwich was. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it still, dude. <laughs> Jeez, dude. Now, he goes with a heroin, and there's a... St- Is that-, that... Okay. Listen, another thing. First of all, to this day... There's a difference between a drug dealer and a friend. I'll just say that. <laughs> also, I'm going to say, the key in the car thing, I agree with 100%. I have always, because of this movie... I have said it would be worth somebody doing doing me wrong if I could catch him doing it. Dude, that conversation's real as a mug. Have you ever keyed a car in your life? Never, ever, dude. I have too much respect for I don't know why, in my world, that is crossing a line. Dude, speaking of which, I just watched this. That's so funny that we're talking about this. You know what I just watched the other day? What? The last Boy Scout. Now, there's a scene... Yeah, when Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans get to the football stadium, very end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the cowboy dude who owns the team, his Jaguars in the parking lot. Damon Wayans goes, "Hey, this is so and so's car," and he keys all the way down the car. And he goes, "I always wanted to do that." And even though that dude is a murderer, horrible person, I was like, "Why well, gotta do that to his car?" <laughs> That's the first thing I thought was because <laughs> I don't I don't like that. Dude, it's it's a I line. get door dings in my uh on my doors from just idiots at the, the grocery store. And just that alone pisses me off. If I see somebody key a car, I slap him beside his head, dude. If I watch anyone anyone's car for any, I, I would that is a, you know a car it's so hard to get a car, buy a car to care of a car. To go Pin to someone's life on it and just to mess it up on purpose, that's a level of respect I, I don't understand. Like that, man. I don't I've man. I think that shows something about What kind of person that is? Dude, it's a line I've never crossed. That's But someone's car is, it's a line I've, I've egged houses, never key a car. I've done the paper and the trees. Yeah, paper and the trees, never Never key key a a car. car. I'll never prank. I've never pranked a car. I've never put like, like, I've never egged a car. I'm, cause I'm like, a car is a different dude, animal. Yeah, yeah. And people will be like, yeah, I put sugar in a gas tank. And I'm like, well, you a dog. <laughs> yeah. You're sorry as hell. <laughs> and you ain't never coming to my house. <laughs> you a dog. <laughs> and your mama's a hoe. <laughs> like... <laughs> um, Now, you dog. The heroin scene bothered me a little bit, dude. Uh, yeah, especially later in life because I've seen it firsthand when somebody's just falling out. I remember I, when I was working at Mobile Mini, I went I was delivering containers to uh there's a hotel. Red friend was getting completely redone. So they ordered a bunch of storage containers from us. So I went in there and I had to go get this paperwork signed by the lady at the front desk. She was probably early twenties, young girl. Went in there and there's two other people in there that were having, you know, that were contractors trying to get questions answered by her, she was dozing off at the stinking computer at the front desk in front of us, like, like talking to us clearly and then dozing off. And we're all looking at each other, like, we know exactly what's going on. You coming to work with that? You stinking idiot! Then you see these people with their kids like that, man. Dude, what does he say? He goes, "Coach Dead is dead." Yeah, he was coming back in a big way, dude. This movie I think takes place in the late '80s, early '90s, doesn't it? The, the, the. the no, I think the movie takes place. You, you you don't really know because the hairstyle seventies, cell phones in it. Um, the wolf has got an Acura. I mean, so you right. don't know. It's, it's, it feels like it's seventies. And 80s. then she says, "Warm or cold? Warm? Disco. disco? It's you don't really know. It's kind of a weird, timeless kind of movie in that way. But like seeing him shoot, it kind of makes it timeless, though. It does. Not knowing the time period is kind of cool. I watched it this weekend, and I'm <laughs> like, dude, this is like." Fresh as a mug, dude. Like heroin is a drug. Like, first of all, like, I don't think it's a recreational drug. I think it's too powerful. No. It's gonna kill. Okay, now let me ask you this because you deal with addicts. Yes, I do. Do you know why she overdosed? I don't. Do you listen? Do you know why she just took it and started sniffing it? That it was coke. You know why she thought it was coke? No. Because he said, I'm all out of balloons. Can I give you a baggie? And heroin. It's always in a balloon. In a balloon. And coke is in baggies. Yes. So she thought it was coke. So she's recent the pocket. She was like, "Oh, plastic bag with with white powder in it." She mm. cut it. She knew right away it was heroin. When she she started trying to dig it out of her nose because she sniffed it up. And it was so too much. When you do a whole line of coke like that, dude, why do people on heroin addicts overdose? They get clean for a while, then they try to do what they used to do. It's well, too much. You've never done it before, and you stick a blow to like a cigarette sized line, and it's heroin and you're not ready she knew she was dying so you see her trying to that was an amazing scene because she starts trying to dig it out of her nose and she knew right away and then travolta when he finds her he knows exactly what yes happened. he does he knows, he knows exactly, exactly what he's exactly. done that's why he freaked out f me f me like he's yeah. he knows is dead he, if she dies he's, he's dead. dead even though she did it it was his and he and was that's what his drug dealer told him this is your problem. You bite the bullet. You take it to a hospital, and you call a lawyer. And he's like, "No can do, dude." This I watched this, and I started getting anxiety. Listen, listen. watching this in the theater when I was fourteen. First of all, Kelly really let me in the theater. When I was fourteen. Did you even realize what was going on though? Has I'm been- and I'm scared out of my mind because I don't know much about drug drug overdoses. Now I've seen a few. Yeah, and it's horrible. It's oh my awful. Gosh. It's it's scary. It's gross. It's, it is nasty. You're losing someone. They're dying. Yeah. They're they're slowly. Their body is slowly shutting down in front of you. And she, don't you die on me, dude. That scene, yeah. you feel the anxiety. Well, even, even Eric Stoltz, the drug dealer, says, "Keep talking to her. Keep talking to her. I'm getting the needle." And dude, okay, let's, let's rewind. Let's, let's okay, build up to this. Okay. The date, first of all, the date. He shoots up it's, it's, before the date. He goes in there, and she is coking up the whole time. Yeah. So she, he's low, she's high. It's crazy. He's he's so chill. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. like the way he, the way he first walks into her house. He he's just like so like, it's weird. And, 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 and it, Dortho does a good job of being that heroin high thing. He, the, the way he like is like sl- like lur- like <laughs> lurking into her home. The way he is mm-hmm. like. Hello, like he's just like slow. Yeah, the way he talks. Yeah, just. Yeah. But it's a lose lose because if the date goes bad, she's it's it's an awful night. If it goes good, there's there's tension. There obviously, a connection. That watching them have that date and watching them connect, I'm like, you are in danger. Yeah, you are in because when they're dancing, you feel the sexual tension between them. When they're dancing and when they're talking, it's going on. You know what's funny is when I was watching it, I was moving, watching them dance with me. I was like, Man, they're getting it, dude. Because they felt each other. And they the way that they, they moved off each other, you could tell that there is a connection here because Marcellus ain't never getting up there to dance with her. Never. He's out there showing her a good time. Yeah, Marcellus is telling guys to work for him, Take my wife out because I don't want to take her out. I, I'm not dancing with this girl. You know, I'm not, so Travolta's doing everything. She, she's having a blast. She's legit having a blast. But it's not good, though. No, it's not <laughs> good. Dude. It's not good. And the dance, and they win the trophy. Even, even Travolta says, it's like taking your buddy's wife to a movie. I would never do that. <laughs> exactly. Like, it was, it's never, never going to happen. A super powerful man. If, if the sheriff of Ditchie County calls me. As a good, if Schwarzenegger was on the show last, you know, last month, my good friend comes and say, "Listen, take my wife." He me. says, "I don't like scary movies. Why do not you take my wife to see Dr. Sleep?" I'm like, "You got a gun? <laughs> you you look like like Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> you look like a Ken doll, like shaved <laughs> and perfect? Like no, <laughs> no, no way, no. Hey, dude." If I do go, I'm gonna be the biggest dumb doofus in the world. Yes, just, 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 I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna be not cool at all. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna fart. I'm gonna I'm gonna sneeze real hard so there's snot in my mustache. I'm gonna make you look like the man even more, dude. I'll be like, knock, knock. She'll be like, who's that? I'm like, <laughs> The sewage plant. Ah! Oh my gosh No but the tension Is building so much And I'm like Note to self Never take your buddy's girl Out for a date No But um The Jackrabbit Slim's Is a great restaurant To go to Oh it's I love how he's just like Come on man Let's go get a steak She's like Get one here What the hell He just wanna go It's a cool place though It's really cool but he's still coming down, so he's probably just not ready for it. You see his face when they walk in? He's like, it's a Wag museum with a pulse. Like, holy shit. And at first, there's not the chemistry isn't there for us. At first, yes. it's kind of like slow talk. Because he's still coming back to reality. And she's on cloud nine. She's sniffing a bunch of lines. She's like ready to but go. It starts, they start building up, uh, talking together. Start Okay, when do you think is the point where they start really feeling each other? When she comes back from the bathroom. Like when he, he's, he's, he's kind of come to himself has his question lined up and all of a sudden they're talking I think when he rolls with a cigarette you're right and honey. then you're right and then what did he say he's like hey cowboy and he's like she says hey cowboy you, you roll one of those for me and he's got the one he just rolled he, goes, and he just licked it and he's looking at it, he's like you can have this one cowgirl and I'm like what or, and, and you feel it this yeah. is cool and then how about the milkshake he says, You care if I try that? She says, Yeah, go ahead. She says, you Use my straw. You truck? can use my straw. I don't have cooties. He's like, well, I do. Or I might. He's like, uh, She says something about cooties, and he says, Ugh. Um, whatever the he- whatever the case was, she said, Cooties I can handle. She's in it. So then what does he do? Sips on her straw, dude. It's you. You're right. That's it's right something there. It's little right. like that it, is like saying here, play, it, mm. dude. It plays those little things. Yeah, are you going the right direction, dude? Oh, so they dance, and for, 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 dude. She talks about the, the show she was at Fox Force Five. Yeah, it's Kill Bill. Yeah, I know Fox Force Five is Kill Bill. Yeah. The five girls are yep. all. She, have special. She goes through powers. and kills all the other the Fox Force Five girls and Kill Bill. Yep, that's crazy. That's amazing. That's good. Anyways, um. Now, there's one shot I didn't understand. Uh, I don't know how they did it. There's a scene where he gets to Eric Stoltz's house. She's ODN. And she looks like death. Yes. When he's trying to he's got her, walk her in. Stoltz goes to the door. The car drives by. You hear it crash. He goes out, and the car's in the house. And then they drive the car away? No, but I'm saying, how did, did that car really crash in the house? or Did you see the car drive in front and crash? How? And the camera never blinks. There's no way they really crash the car into the house. What'd they do? What? You see the camera behind Stoltz looking outside. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he sees the car go through the yard. And you hear it crash outside, and Stoltz outside. The camera follows and never blinks. And the car's crash into the house. You see bricks everywhere. Yeah. Did they really crash that car into that house? I mean, for... Where we're sitting, yes, but I mean, I don't. I'm sure they didn't. I, but mean, I don't know how they got around it because it looks. You see the thing. It's a one one frame, like it's, one it's take, single take. They probably did, dude. It's it's a beautiful car though. He doesn't uh, care. He wrecked it. Didn't even care because she's dying and she's more pulling that car, dude. It, when the wife's sleeping and she's like, "What's going on?" And then she's like gets all pissed and has to get up. I felt that, dude. I was like, "Oh, I'd be so annoyed." Like, what are they doing? It's one thirty in the morning. He's eating stinking fruit and cereal. <laughs> Uh, what is it, it's uh, Fruit Brutes or something? Something <laughs> crazy. She's like, I thought you told these never to call after one. Or oh well, after and midnight. that's exactly what I'm going to tell this mm. right now. The best is, okay, we're jumping all over the place. It's fine. So We're in one chapter. We're fine. Yes. So, okay, so all the big fans of this movie are going to know. They're going to be with us. Yeah. Um. The conversation on the phone is incredible. Yes, it is. Because... Okay, now let me ask you this. Did they win the dance trophy or did they steal the trophy? They won it. Who's the idiot that told me that they stole the trophy? They didn't steal no trophy. They won that trophy. Okay. They danced like, they danced like kings. They danced like a king and a queen. They okay. tore it up. Yeah, they did. People were getting into it, too. Yeah. So, good song, too. I I was I was watching it and I was moving. Dude, seeking Bob Seger recovered that song and it sucked. Who originally did it? I don't know. Some French dude. <laughs> I just pictured Kevin Klein and forget and uh, <laughs> French <kids. laughs> <Yeah>. Canadian. <coughs> okay. Strong like bull. So he's on the phone. Yeah, strong like bull. That movie's so good, dude. That's hot, Meg Ryan too. So, phone call. He's on the phone with his drug dealer who just bought this stuff from. Yes, that's the only thing he can think of to take her to. Because he's a drug dealer, so he's had to have dealt with this before. In his mind, yes. But the dude has never seen this before. That Their banter back and forth is too. Stoltz is so good. He's so good, dude. He's so like... So he's saying, no, do not bring her here. You cannot bring her here. Cries into the house. Goes outside. Stoltz is going nuts. Get her out of here. What are you doing here? Travolta says... This is Marcellus Wallace's wife. Do you know who Marcellus is? And you could see his demeanor. He Change. changed. Shit. Yes, I know who that is. He goes, She dies on me. I'm dead. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to tell him. I'll be forced to tell I'll him. Be forced to tell him that you didn't help me and you let her die on your front lawn. Now grab her feet. And he's like, Dang it. And grabs those feet. They got to bring her to the house. Now the wife's going crazy. They got this OD girl. She's like, she's going to die on our carpet. Stoltz and his wife yelling at each other is incredible. It's, it's so course, funny. I would hate to marry a girl like that. Oh, and she, she how into it she got, though? Yes. She's got all the piercing. She's you know, she's in a pain. Yeah. So I didn't realize till I just watched it again that they never found the little black butt. No. They never find it. He's just reading it off the needle. Yes. So I love that he's like, I'm not putting this needle in. Are you, I ain't never done this. I ain't never done this either. The minute you bring an OD and woman to my house, I give her the needle. <laughs> so you give her the needle. Okay. He's like, give me the needle. He yeah. He's like, give me that needle. I need a marker. What? I need a, a marker, a felt pen, a, a marker, a magic marker. And he's yelling at her, dude. Oh, because I mean, time is a factor she's dying. And she just staring at him like, oh, dude, I hate that. When you're asking something someone stares at you, like, just give me the thing I need. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I, yeah, I was feeling it too. And dude, the way, there's no music. That scene is incredible. He puts the marker on her chest and it's just, I love how he's like, count. listen, she's got a breastplate there. And he just taps it. He's like, yeah, you got to find exactly where her heart's at. And even the crazy, pierced up wife is like, that's where it's at, right there. He's like, okay, so there's a breastplate. So you got to get it in, and he's got to go through And He's like, I got to stab it three times? No, you don't got to stab it three times. Just one time, hard enough to get to the breastplate. And, and he tells it to. Plunge. And you got to hit that plunger while you do it. That is, that three count is Camera. the most intense and the, one of the most beautiful parts of that scene. Is the drip come off the needle? They it g- is so masterful. It, it, it just, it just because you see it, the adrenaline's in that needle. That's what's gonna bring him up back. Do not miss the heart. This is the one. This is your shot right here. It's your whole like, life. The noise of it sticking in her. Boom! It, it just it sounds like just it's. I love. It. He's like, so you know what's gonna happen? I don't know. He's like, what's gonna happen? He's like supposed to come out of it right away. You're hoping for his sake because you're developing a relationship with Travolta's character. You know he's a good Mr. Big. Mr. Big, Mia Wallace. Oh, Mr. (laughs) Big. When he sticks her, bro. Oh my gosh, she comes out, and that 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 whole thing's perfect because she goes from comatose to right up, right against the couch, and she still has a sense of humor. Yeah, she does. If you're okay, say something. After this, m- the most traumatic experience she's probably ever been in, she's just like, something? <laughs> and I'm like, and hey, Travolta, what does he do? Rolls on his back, and he's <laughs> he like, just, oh. Dude, he, he and <laughs> stoles both. are like, oh my gosh. She's dude, alive. Dude, and that thing's still in her? Yeah, it's it stuck the, all the way. That needle was, th- was huge. I've seen people get narcan <laughs> okay? When they come out of that, it's scary because they shoot up to their feet. It's because that narc, I guess, stops, like, the, the heroin or fentanyl from going into, like, the, where, like, the, the, the receptors that goes into it. stops, stops all the receptors and reverses it, and they come out of it, like, I mean, standing up, like, random vomit, bile coming out of there. Like, it's, they're awake, but not, it's crazy. Oh, they're back from the dead. Back from, dude, back from the dead. <sighs> Vincent Vega is is far from like like a really good guy. Yes, but you relate to him, and the trouble he gets into is just bad luck. And it's like, dude, just got back in town, just started, just went back to work. I want to tell you something though, this movie was like, I don't want to do drugs. Like it for me, I'm like, it didn't make that. It didn't make this. This like, movie for me was like, do coke, don't do heroin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Listen, it made me think like This stuff could blow someone around up around you I just, I, I just, It scared me I'm like this stuff is dangerous And if it blew up someone near me I'd feel horrible So I didn't want to have anything like this around That could just blow someone's life up um, That shot though you're right, It's a masterful sequence And the tension they create It is In the theater I was like how is this movie not over? Yeah. How is this movie not over? Because it just, and he, he takes her home and she looks on the way home. Well, she looks like a, like a goth girl. chick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does. She's like a ghost, dude. And drives her home and she's like, he's like, so what do we do now? She's like, what do you think? He's like, I, if, if, if Marcellus Wallace never hit up this, his whole life, it'd be fine. She goes, if Marcellus Wallace knew about tonight, I'd be in my trouble as you. And he's like, he's like, I, like yeah, yeah I, I highly doubt that. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's no way. No, he's a dead man, and she's gonna get her a whooped. And she tells he tells her jo- her joke, and it's such a sweet it's it's a, a sweet moment. Listen, it's a great moment. It, it really is, and it's 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 an understanding of this is all it is. It's over. There's never gonna be anything here. There there was a moment tonight when we both thought something was gonna happen. This is you know that that all that craziness was the world saying this cannot happen. And when she walks away, he just... And he blows the kiss. Blows that kiss. That's... Then it fades. Now, how much of a difference was Travolta talking to himself in the mirror and Travolta blowing the kiss? Different person. Dude. That... I mean, almost to the same extent, but I've had that conversation in the mirror. We're going to say that. That's again. We're get that again. Okay. okay. So Travolta, <laughs> though, as an actor, w- this first chapter, he Bro, shines. Bro, he, the way he's freaking out, the way he's taking charge of the situation. The way he's doing what he has to do. He is incredible. He's flawless performance. Flawless. Brings his career back. After this movie, he gets get shorty. After this, he gets... He broken gets, Arrow. He's getting... Broken Arrow, face of off. Stuff. This yeah. movie brings him back. He was a laughing stock. Yeah. This movie gives him a career again. Thank you, Tarantino, for bringing Quentin our boy to back. Quentin is the man, dude. And that's why people want to work for him. Leo, on top of his game, he's the man. Put me in a Quentin movie. And he shines in a Quentin movie. Wow, is he good. Whenever someone is up in a Quentin movie comes to a Quentin movie, I'm always excited to see what Quentin does. with Because Quentin can pull out performances you can't imagine. You know what imagine. I was excited for? I was excited because the rumors were Will, Will Smith was supposed to do Django. That was the rumor, but he did Men in Black 3 instead. Which was not great. Another thing that bummed me out was Adam Sandler was on Howard Stern. Quentin wanted Adam Sandler to be the Jew bear, or the bear Jew. He should have done. He would have been incredible. It would have been great. Been, and Eli Roth is good, but Sandler would have been. Cuz Sandler been another level. Sandler is an actor. I don't care who dude, you are. Dude, you've seen Punch-Drunk Love. You've seen Spanglish. You've seen oh, Rain Spanglish. Over Me. Oh my god. Sandler can act when he wants to. Yes, dude. Wedding Singer. <laughs> Dude, he's good in there. He's amazing in there. What that. is there is surprisingly sweet. And- Dude, when he sings the song that he wrote for his girl, he said this is before, during, and after she stood me up at the wedding. He starts crying after he's sang it like that. Oh man, if Sandler, but you know, Sandler and Quentin are friends. Sandler don't need nothing. He's the highest paid guy. He's a billionaire. He's a billionaire. That's unbelievable. So, okay, side story because I'm a Howard Stern free. Yeah. Do you want to know how big Adam Sandler is? How? Guess who played a couple songs at his daughter's bat mitzvah. Who? Who's huge right now? Man, singer. I, I Garth. <laughs> a bot mitzvah is a fifteen or a thirteen year old. They don't care about guard Brooks. Uh, Styles, no. Adam Levine sang at his daughter's bot mitzvah. There's no way. Adam, yes. Adam Levine sang at Sandler's daughter's bot mitzvah. A couple songs. That's unbelievable. <laughs> dude, Maroon Five is one of the biggest bands in the world. <laughs> and he's that's how big Adam Sandler is, dude. And he was saying that he was bummed out that he couldn't do it. It was just the schedules. They were they were in uh, they were filming in uh, Quentin and then we filming in another country. Sandra had something he was working on here. And it just it just didn't I'd work. Walk. did I'd walk. You imagine that? You imagine if you would have been the stinking bear Jew, bro? Dude, I'm telling you it's a different level. Yes, I, dude, I, it would have made a a near flawless movie more flawless. Yes, it would have. Okay. So, let's go to Patreon. Patreon.com slash Red Rum Theater. Patreon.com slash Red Rum Theatre. P A T R E O N.com slash Red Rum Theatre. T H E A T R E. This is where you can give the show a buck to keep it going. To make this, to make, to bring the show to the lot, to the, to the, to the so many people, to help people laugh, to eat, listen to us eat sandwiches and burp afterwards. This is where you give the money to make this happen. And listen, Thank you guys for doing what you do. It's allowed us to listen. After th- I, 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 Tony, I'm putting the order in this week for these stinking the sweatbands. If you are a $5 nice. giver, if you give five or more, you'll be getting a sweatband in the mail, a red rum sweatband. I cannot wait. I can't wait to wait. This might be the motivation you need to get off your <laughs> butts and get in the gym. Dude, I'm wearing mine at the gym all the time, no, I, baby. I, dude, it's going to stink. Dude, I'm, I'm gonna mean, wear it every you, day. You gotta wash it sometimes, though. You gotta wash of those. Of course, days. I wash it. But, dude, if you wear a sweatband two days in a row, it stank. I, I want sweatband. mine to go three times before I wash it. Psh, two times in one of those classes, You sweat so bad. I know, but I. I okay. <sighs> well, we're just gonna have to dip in and get five each. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I have to th- order a hundred, though. What is gonna be on the sweatband? It's. I, I'm working. I'm, 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 they're, they're mocking it up for me. So I'm gonna look at it this week to see what they do. I think it's gonna be the logo. Okay. and uh, I, might, I, might, I might do the, the lettering, Red Room Theater letters. Okay. I, I, I'll look at it and see what I'm going to do. But, um, So listen, if you want to give a dollar, make the podcast go. If you give a dollar, you get, you get a chance to vote. You guys voted in Pulp Fiction over Kill Bill. Not only that, but if you get $5 or more, you get, the, you get the swag when it gets created, and the swag bag and all that good stuff. So just, I'm glad Pulp Fiction won, because I don't think I was ready to talk about how David Carradine died. <laughs> <laughs> you know he died, right? Mm, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so... Patreon.com. We haven't had a, we haven't had any new givers in the last two months. Listen, those who listen to the show, the show's been growing. The, the, our, our, uh, our feeds are up. You know what? Give him a dollar, give him a dollar a month. Give a dollar a month. Come on. We get three guys give a dollar a month. We'd be so pumped. So jump in, help the show do better. Thank you guys so much. Now, raised us right. This movie got into our lives so young. I think it really helped us with this. It taught us how to talk some of the best bull crap with the guys imaginable watching Travolta and his dialogues are like like Reservoir Dogs and this is some of the best dialogue between people I've ever seen and because of this we are not lazy with our throwaway conversation you and I when we're driving and talking we are, uh, uh, vocabulary matters to us. And we're not, like, smart people. We're not, like, reading dictionaries. But we learn new words and, and we wield them. And we wield and them. we use them correctly. And we try to use them to p- punctuate great lines. Because la- language can be used to really make a joke fly. Yes. You have the right words, the right turn of phrase. You can, you can bring a house down. Bro, when Samuel's on, on screen in, in pulp, he's, it's so commanding, nobody else is talking. He is just a master, and Quentin uses people's strength and their personality to deliver monologues that he wrote in their own voice. That you would think Sam L wrote the dialogue, but he writes parts for people. Yeah, he does. He writes. He writes his roles for actors he has in mind. Mm -hmm. Now, you and I, I think. Well, first of all, you are Tony. One of the greatest bullcrappers uh, I've ever met, which is why every job you've ever had in your whole life, you've been even hired back because you make a day go by very joyfully. Oh, I can work. I can work a job that's so bad, and it's a good day because you can bring up, you can you can create new conversation. You find topics to include the m- most people possible. Mm-hmm. See, people don't know how to do this. They don't know how to like create a topic or find a topic to talk about. They'll find topics that are like no one wants to like. You, there's some places you can't go because and, and, you, 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 sometimes you can try things and if no one's with you. You just find another way. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, like, if you talk about if I try, like, if I throw a Star Wars bone real small, like, and no one catches, I'm not going to keep going down the Star Wars road because I'll be by myself talking. You got to find things that are known, shared, universal in this small group you're with. And, dude, you are good at that, bro. Dude, I'm not even like super big into sports, but I know enough to be able to talk. It, you have to. I like living in Flint, I've had a little NBA because NBA is bigger out here than the NFL, which is nuts. Um, but dude, watching these guys talk taught us very young the importance of learning how to be able to talk with the boys, with friends, with and dude, it's a skill set that not everyone has, just the ability to create and sustain conversation. And dude, you have that gift in spades, bro. Like, i be on the phone with Bluetooth, you say, say, hold on. And then you're talking to someone at the stinking desk at a stinking a trucking warehouse, and you're just cool to them. And that little interaction, you just that little, there's not even, it could be, it could be throwaway or waste, but you make it memorable, you make it kind. That's a, that's a, that's a lot of skill, dude. And the Tarantino inspired us to bring our conversation to a different level, dude. Mm-hmm. And I think we both do it. That's my praise of you, dude. You're a great bullcrapper. <clears throat> I got bull crap in my veins. <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta know how to do you it. You have to, dude. You gotta be able to shoot the bull, as they say. You, that's, that's a better way. Shooting the bull. Mm-hmm. Roving hands. Great and bull. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> You're no good to me now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, talk, be able to talk, it just if you can shoot the bull in a job interview, good luck with the other guy who's not good with people. I got hired in to waste management because of my interviews. And I was like, I hate this job, (laughs) but if you can go, like if you can go in an interview and, and sell yourself in 20 minutes and Make them feel like, okay, this is the kind of person I want working here. Right. I want this kind of person here around because it this somebody like this is going to infect everybody else. I've worked with people that were straight up turds. <laughs> and they, we ended up having great days. Right. Like, man, this dude, I worked straight with this guy. Straight up turds, dude. I worked with this guy. He made me listen to NPR all day, dude. Oh, that's such like a nightmare. Was like, oh, my gosh. But, I mean, find a common ground to talk about. But yeah, that's uh, you're right, dude. The BS, it's a, it's a, And this movie made us. It so, it's an art form when listen, you watch this. I was not good at for a while at this. I remember being in we were living in Flint, and Whittier, and mom made me go to that. Not mom, but a counselor at school made me go to the, um, um King. What's the girl's name? That's a King's Park. Remember this? It was a Chavez Park King, like thing. It was for. It was like. It was for minorities to help them advance in in, in society. So I went to, like, I think MSU or U of M. I went to MSU, MSU, because it was in Ypsilanti. Is it MSU in Ypsilanti? It's Western. Where's MSU? Lansing? I think it was in Lansing. I went to one of these colleges, and I stayed in the dorm with these guys. And Tony, I was terrible. You were just bombing. You know who I was? I was this kid. What's the scariest thing you've ever ever, ever done? Like, that, that was my untrue lines with kids. And I'm with high schoolers, I'm a, I'm a junior higher, trying to be cool. And I'm asking, like, these meaningful questions. <laughs> don't you, don't. I'm embarrassed for Listen, I didn't know. I didn't know how to be cool. I, would, I was just like, and, you know, I've seen kids like this. Like, so uh, what's the most good you've ever been? Like, it's, it's. it's, it's. My, <laughs> my first year at band camp, I was in a cabin with the Sanzik brothers. You want to talk about Freaked Out? Jeez. They, they made me, by the end of the week, they made me cool as a mug, though. But, yeah, when you're new and young and. When I was young, I was a terrible conversationalist. I just was cheesy and all, like, needy and clingy. Ooh. <laughs> and this movie helped me go, oh, okay, I got to be cool. I got to be like a Fonz. Okay. Where's this right number two. You gotta maintain loyalty. This is the scene in the mirror. Travolta goes on this date. The tension when they walk into that part, her apartment after the date, they're dancing, and you feel like it's they're they're too familiar. Yes, they are. They dance their way over to the light switch. Dance their way over to the alarm, to turn it off. They're embraced. Yes, they are. And there's a moment say, so "Is that a comfortable sign?" She's like, "I don't know what that was." And he goes to the bathroom. He's in, in She's the- wearing his jacket. Yes, she is. And I'm like, you got to. I'm like, you got to get out of there. And he goes into the mirror. And he's trying to talk himself mm. like you got to get out of here because he feels the pull to stay. He's, he's like, you can be respectful. You gonna finish your drink? Like, drink your drink. Yeah, drink <laughs> your yeah, drink. your drink. He's like, <laughs> look, he's talking to himself like, drink your drink. Oh, that. And then you say good night. You go home. That's all you got to do. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I've had that conversation. Dude, and I decided at the young age of 14, I'm like, okay, you got to maintain loyalty. It's just a question of character. It's a question of character. It's a question of, a question of loyalty. You got to maintain loyalty. Listen, in my life, I had a rule that you do not go after your, your guys' girls. Like... Like, when they're dating a girl, when when your boys has a girl, she's off limits. That's just the way it has to be. And I've never broken that rule. I've never never broken the rule, dude. And I had buddies of mine break the rule, and it caused damage to all the friends. Where there's a guy, dug a girl big time. We all knew she was, we knew the her. that's going well. And the other guy swoops in and takes her. Dogs, and and, and it's, it's caused trouble. I, I've never done it, dude. I Even if, like, it just, it just, I've had friends tell me a, a boyfriend's on a wall, it's merely an obstacle to overcome. I don't believe that, man. If one of my boys ain't a girl, she. We got one of your boys. <laughs> I was in a ring. <laughs> Listen, I'll keep it to my. If one of my boys ain't a girl, she's off limits. That's how it always was in college, and I lived by it. Yeah, but your boy ain't. Your boss slash gangster slash throwing guys off four story buildings, but we all know stories of guys who end up like like shacking up with their best friend's girl, mm. their boss's girl, their other their coworkers' girl. I'm like, what are you guys thinking? How is this not going to blow up in your face and destroy you? And people do it all the time. And I I this this movie maintain loyalties. It's a big deal. I'm like, D- you can't. You just can't. Even if it's not. Danger like this, there's danger. There's danger. We we've seen a best friend steal his 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 uh. We've seen a guy steal best friend's girl. We've seen it happen, and it's nasty. Mm. Everyone picks sides. There's a bad guy and a good guy. It's just an ugly thing all around. And the love story sucks. What do you tell everybody? Oh, uh, yeah. I know. Oh, uh, you know she did? How'd t- you my- meet? Oh, I stole it from my good buddy. <laughs> <laughs> she cheated on her my my boy my, my her buddy with me. And you know what mom used to always tell us? Remember what mom always told us as kids? If she'll uh, cheat on you, so, so, so if she'll cheat with you, she'll cheat on you. Remember mom said that all the time? I was thinking of what grandma said to you. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> my, my, my mom said to me when I was a kid, if she'll cheat with you, she'll cheat on you. And oh, I never yeah, forgot that crap. For sure. I'm like, good to know. Um, but he said, maintain loyalty. And that that got to me. I'm like, I, I live by that rule all through college that if one of your boys has a girl, she's, she's just off limits. And... Uh, saved me a lot of, a lot of trouble a lot a lot of heartache um you've been pretty cool haven't you, you even gone after- yeah I, I've never had nothing crazy like that I've had friends trying to get with girls though which is that's dude that that, that reveals a lack of character Yeah, it does snake dude but uh all right redroom.threadless.com Redrum.threadless.com is the Redrum T-shirt store where you'll find three great designs. You'll find the Dang Gina T-shirt, the Redrum Classic, and the Raised by Movies T-shirt. All three great shirts available in two different colors each. Uh, go ahead if you want to find a shirt there, a shirt or hoodie, whatever you want to wear. There's a girls fit or a guys fit T-shirts, all there for you to buy and wear with pride. Next week, we'll be putting up our next chapter, which is chapter two, The Gold Watch, which is one of my favorite it's moments insane. in film history. It's insane. That's, listen. I remember, like, there's no way this is happening. <laughs> we did an hour 12 just for chapter one, just now. We love this film. Yeah. And we're doing The Gold Watch next week. So let me see here. Listen to the podcast on the iTunes Podcast Store or on Spotify. which is getting mad. Spotify it's is easy. It's so easy. Like, if you like the show, leave a review on Spotify or iTunes. You can follow the show on Facebook.com slash Red Room Theater. As always, I'm Ernesto. And I'm Antonio. And we'll see you next week at the Red Room Theater. It was a teenage wedding and the old folks wished them well.